Welcome to Green Pastures Broadcast with Bishop James Hansen Saki, presiding bishop of Christ Church Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. Amen. The title of my message this morning is Why Celebrate the Birth of Christ? Why should we celebrate the birth of Christ? It's a very important question to consider because if we want to really celebrate, we must understand why we must do something. And when we have understanding, then it changes how we approach this celebration. Amen. But it must be celebrated. It must be celebrated. You know, whenever it's Christmas time, people come up with a lot of things as to why we shouldn't celebrate Christmas. And sometimes you hear the argument of his death was more important than Christmas. And also people say that the only thing he asked us in the word of God to remember was his death. And therefore, there is no need for this and all of that. And then it used to be a pagan festival and all of those things. We know. We know he was not born on 25th December. We know. But there must be a commemoration of his birth. Because without the birth, there would not have been the death. Amen. And each of them is so important and crucial that we lose sight of the birth and we concentrate only on the death. Because we know what the finished work was. So we think that the crucifixion and the resurrection was the most important thing. But without the birth, there would have been no crucifixion. And indeed, the crucifixion would have been illegal if he was not born. Hallelujah. It's important we celebrate it because he needed to save us from our sins. But I'll build a legal case for which... He needed to have been born. Otherwise, the crucifixion and the death and the resurrection would all be of no effect. Legally, it would be of no effect. But the Bible tells us in Matthew 1, chapter 20, verse 20 to 21, that whilst Joseph thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said to him, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you, marry your wife, For what is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So, his assignment was declared before he was born. His name was his job description. The Hebrew word for Jesus, which we have translated into English, is the word Yeshua, out of which you have Joshua. That name means savior. Amen. And so you will see that he was born to save us from our sins. From what sin? The sin that Adam and Eve committed. Out of which all of us have become partakers because a spiritually dead Adam and Eve gave birth to spiritually dead Cain and Abel and Seth. And it continues to our generation. And then Romans 3.23 says, For all therefore have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. And so when Adam and Eve sinned, they handed over the lease of the earth 
that God gave to them, they handed it over to the devil. And so the devil became the landlord and the owner of the earth. He had legal right to own it and to possess it. And he was right. For the first time he spoke truth in Luke chapter 4. The Bible says in the temptation of Jesus, he said to Jesus, If you will bow down and worship me, all the kingdoms of the world and of this earth and the glories of them has been given to me. Who gave it to him? When Adam and Eve sinned, they handed over the legal rights of the earth to the devil. Amen. And if God will have to come in to redeem us from that trap, from that state of sin, then God must come in legally to take it back. Amen. Hallelujah. So the bet was necessary because it marked the commencement of the legal proceedings for the redemption of sinful, lost humanity. Amen. And the reason why we say so is because the legal route to the earth is through the womb of a woman. That is the legal way to come and operate on earth. Anyone who came outside that is an illegal immigrant here. And according to the word of God, in Revelation chapter 12, verse 7, there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels. And the Bible says their place was no more found in heaven. That dragon was also called that old serpent. So that great dragon was cast out. Somebody shout, cast out. So no woman gave birth to him. He was cast out from heaven, that serpent of old, in case you are confused. Otherwise called the devil, alias Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Is that in your Bible? So himself is Satan. There is only one Satan. There is only one devil. The rest of his angels are demons. Amen. Amen. Now, so... He was cast down to the earth. He was cast down. Jesus Christ said something that I beheld Satan fall like lightning. So Satan fell. Now he fell. That is why for the son of God to come, he could have just flown from heaven and come to this earth. He had to be legally born on the earth through the womb of a woman. Why do you think God did that to his son? To give him legal basis. For the assignment he was about to do. But the devil has no legal basis. Hallelujah. No woman gave birth to him. Ask him who is his mother. Praise the Lord. But we know the mother of Jesus. A woman gave birth to him. Praise God. Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. Verse 4. It says but when the fullness of time came. God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem us from the curse of the law so that we might receive the adoption of sons. Amen. This is good news. Hallelujah. This is good news. So for Jesus to come, he needed to be born. That's why I told you, that is why throughout the scriptures, he, most of the time, he referred to himself as the son of man more than the son of God. There is a description of him as son of God, but listen to him most of the time, he describes himself as son of man. To continue to put the emphasis on the fact that I am the son of man and I'm qualified to come and redeem man. 
Because when it is left to us alone, there is sin in us. And there's no amount of bleach that we can manufacture that can cleanse us from all our sins. But there's one blood. Hallelujah. And that's why Jesus came. So if there's any time to celebrate Jesus, it starts from the birth. There is a legal reason to celebrate the birth. Because that is what made everything possible. If there was no birth of Jesus Christ by a woman, even if he goes to the cross, even if he dies, even if he rises from the dead, he would not have been legally able to save man. Because the devil would have challenged him on that fact that you have no basis to be here. You are spirit. You are just like me. But for me, it was handed over to me. Who handed over anything to you? So, for God to give that legitimacy, Christ had to be born by a woman to deliver us. That is why he called himself the son of man. And there have been prophecies throughout the scriptures where this name has been given to him. And I just want us to see. You see, in Genesis 3.15, the Bible tells us that God announced Judgment upon Adam and Eve. And when he got to the devil in the snake, he said to him, the seed of the woman shall bruise your head. Amen. I'll put enmity between the seed of the woman and you. And the woman will carry a seed. That suggests that there will be a virgin birth. Because women don't carry seed. It's men that carry seed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Check your biology, you understand. It is men that carry seed. That is why if you study genetics and biology and science, you will find out that the one who determines whether the baby will be a boy or girl is from the man and not the woman. Because the woman only has X chromosomes waiting. She only has two X waiting. During the beautiful act of ministration that brings forth children, are you, are, are you alive in this church? Okay, so that ministration that takes place, there, there is a release of one of these. Everyone, every, everyone has two of that. The men has two. For the men, they have got X and a Y. For the women, they only have two X's. Nothing changes, only X. So for her, no matter what happens, she will release an X. But the man may release an X, and if that X makes the X in the woman, it will be a girl. If his Y makes the X in the woman, it will be a boy. So you see, it is the man that determines the gender and not the other way around. So if your wife is giving birth to girls, you cannot fire her. It's your fault. The moment you think it is faulty, then the fault is yours. But if you think it is glory, then you carry the glory. Are you here? So you cannot divorce your wife because she's giving birth to girls. Shoot her wife. Glory be to Jesus. And if it's boys too, you are firing wide all the way. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. It, it, me, me, I'm happy for them, so it's not my fault. Glory be to Jesus. I haven't complained about the boys. I've been expecting 12 more, but you said that we should hold on. <laughs> Don't worry, when we celebrate the 20th properly, I will tell you things. We will give you a date very soon. Don't worry. We, we, we are up to something. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Yes, yeah, so, she does not carry seed. And the Bible says there will be a seed of the woman. 
And Isaiah chapter 9, he says, For the virgin shall be with child. 1,000 years ahead of time. And then Gabriel comes and announced to Mary and said, Fear not. You are highly favored. You shall give birth to a son. He shall call his name Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. So he is the son of man. It gives him the legal right to save man. Otherwise, the devil would have challenged his presence and to question what business has he got in trying to redeem these descendants of Adam. Glory be to Jesus. Are you in church? Are you excited? And that is the reason why we must celebrate Christmas. Thank God that a day has been set aside. Let's take advantage of it and celebrate him. Let's make noise about it in Jesus' name. Let's not downplay it at all. Let's not let the enemy have a way to silence the celebration of the day. It's not about commercial things. It's about Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The whole world is silent because of this fact. Let's take advantage of it in Jesus' name. So if he had come without the access route of a woman's womb, he would have been acting illegally to save us. One great mission preacher said, the son of God became the son of man so that the sons of men might become the sons of God. Hallelujah. The son of God became the son of man so that the sons of men might become the sons of God. And we thank God that throughout the scriptures, let's look at a few scriptures and then I end it here. Introducing to you the son of man. The son of man. That's why he calls himself the son of man. It is Christmas that made him son of man. Hallelujah. Christ is there. He's for the mass. Amen. Christ. Christ is there. Let's project Christ Amen. during this season. Amen. Amen. Don't send Xmas. Say Christmas. How, how long does it take to say Christ? What is this shortcut generation now? Even somebody's happy birthday, you write HBD. Will you send that to me? I just returned it. One friend did, I just said, I said, how long would it take? How much would it take? But if, that, if, that, if somebody is dead right now, you write long tribute. The person is alive, say, happy birthday to how many seconds is that? That HBD. Minisami. Glory be to Jesus. Don't write HBD to Jesus. It's his birthday today. Amen. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 20, Luke 9, 58, Matthew 8, 20 says, Jesus says, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. He kept on making this statement, I am the Son of Man. Son of Man. Is that in your Bible? Jesus was the one who was speaking here. You can see in the scriptures that in Matthew's gospel alone, Son of Man appears 30 times. In the whole of the New Testament, it occurs 81 times. In the Old Testament alone, it occurs 102 times. Son of Man. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. And most of the time, I'll just share about four scriptures with you and then we do 
today. Most of the time, you find out that anytime he describes himself as son of man, it's always either in relation to his death or his resurrection or his second coming. Telling you that this whole assignment has been sending subtle messages to the kingdom of darkness. I am here to save man. And if you question why I'm here, I am the son of man. There is a son of man who died for you. Glory be to Jesus. Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Maybe let's take Matthew 18, 11 first. So we move chronologically. You know me and my style. We'll go from one book to the other and then we end it. Matthew 18, 11. Jesus said, For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. The Son of Man has come to save. He's making an announcement. I have come to save. He didn't say the Son of God has come to save, but the Son of Man. Born of a woman. Born under the law. To redeem us from the curse of the law. That's why we must celebrate Christmas. In Jesus' name. I said we will celebrate Christmas. Mark chapter 10. Verse 33. To 34. Behold, we are going to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests. He's the one talking here, and he describes himself as the Son of Man. I just want you to see that it was not Peter describing him as so. Whenever he comes to Son of Man, he actually introduces himself as Son of Man, making a very strong statement and identifying himself with all the Old Testament prophecies as to what is pointing. Isaiah talked about it, Ezekiel talked about it, Jeremiah talked about it. All of them were pointing to the coming of a Son of Man. Daniel prophesied that, the Son of Man. The Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles. And they will mock him and scourge him and spit on him and kill him. Did all these things come to pass? They spat on him. Verse 45. Sorry. And then it says, And the third day he will rise again, this Son of Man. 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be saved, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Whenever he introduces himself as son of man, he talks about his death. He talks about what he came to do to save us from our sins. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. In Mark chapter 2, verse 27, he says, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath, so that the son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Somebody shout son of man. Hallelujah. Let's look at Matthew chapter 12, verse 38 to 42. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. And no sign will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so would the Son of Man. Have you seen Son of Man again? will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Anytime he mentions his name as son of man, there is a reference to his death or his crucifixion. Always, always making a statement. He will be in the ground for three days and three nights. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they did not repent at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. 
The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed a greater than Solomon is here. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Look at him again in Matthew 13, 37. He answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the son of man. When he gave the parable of the sower, he says it's the son of man that sows the good seed. The word is the seed. And then in verse 41 and 42, he says, The son of man will send out his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> and then finally, let's look at him in Luke chapter 18. We've read that already. We've read Luke 18. Let's look at Mark 8, 31. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed. Let's continue. And after three days we rise again. He spoke plainly about this and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. If anyone, then he says again in verse 38 that if anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, the son of man, is that in the Bible? The son of man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his father. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. And so throughout the scriptures, we see him declaring himself as the son of man. And he shows his position most of the time with reference to his death, his crucifixion, his resurrection, and the work of salvation that he came to do for us. So if there is going to be any reason to celebrate Christ, we must remember that the birth marked the beginning of the legal process of the redemption of man. Otherwise, the whole crucifixion would have been meaningless. It would have had no legal effect at all. But because he was born of a woman, made under the law, son of man, he is qualified to save children of men. Glory be to Jesus. Otherwise, the devil would have been shouting, a spirit cannot save. You can't save them. Leave them with me. But thank God for the son of man. Whenever the devil makes noise, ask him who his mother was. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. He fell from heaven and came down. He was a stowaway. He fell from heaven. Fell like people fall from aeroplane. He fell and landed here. Through Christ, you have got legitimacy now to warn him to back off. Hallelujah. Because you have legal right and he has no legal right to be working where he's working. Are you getting the message? I say he has no right to be working near your window. He has no right to be working in your house. By the name of Jesus and by the authority of Jesus, you're just going to stop him from working. Seize his documents and ask him to leave. Because he's an illegal immigrant. He fell from heaven. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall. I don't know why he made that statement, but it is a very, very serious statement. See, when we fall, we don't like anyone to see. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus said, I saw Satan fall 
like lightning. It was swift. Glory be to Jesus. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He has fallen and will continue to fall. In the name of Jesus. So Jesus rose triumphantly because of the birth. The incarnation made the resurrection possible. And that is why we must be excited about celebrating Jesus on this day. Amen and amen. And we must be thankful to God that at least there is a day set aside to celebrate this. May we do it with joy. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And when he came and did all these things, he said to the Father before he left the earth that they all may be one. If there's another lesson about Christmas, let us be one. Let us be united. May families be united. May relationships experience unity in the name of Jesus. Because where there is unity, there is strength. And where there is unity, all things are possible. Genesis 11, God said of the people that had gathered to build the Tower of Babel, he said the people is one. It was not a grammatical mistake. It was a description of the strength of their unity. He said the people is one. And there's nothing that can stop them from fulfilling what they want to achieve. When there is unity, you can achieve anything. I said you can achieve anything. During this period, may the peace of God be your peace. The Bible says the angels announced and said, Peace and goodwill to all men. Make peace. Let there be unity. In unity, we can stand. There is nothing that can stand before us when we are united. There is nothing that can stand before you and your family when you are united. May God help you to stay united in the mighty name of Jesus. And anything that will cause division, deal with it there and then. There is always an enemy who will want to sow division, to tear down the strength of the unity, but resist that enemy. In the name of Jesus Christ. And stay united as a family, as a church, as a business, as a people. Let us stay united in Jesus' mighty name. Whatever. You see, when you are close to people, you will step on each other's toes. To be very risky for Elsie to say that I have stepped on her toes. Where she is sitting. Where Elsie is sitting. And where I'm standing. It's either one of us who have to grow unusual toes. To be able to go that far and step on her toes. The only reason why you step on each other's toes is because you are close. So, so long as we are close, we will step on each other's toes. But when we step on each other's toes, let's learn the skill of removing the debt but keeping the shine. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Let's not damage the shoe. Just shine it back and correct it. And let's move on again. In Jesus' name. Shout amen. This has been a broadcast of Green Pastures with Bishop James Hansen Saki of the Christ Church International Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. For further information, please contact us on telephone plus 447376355621 on the web www.christchurches.org. Facebook Christ Church International. Christ Church, changing lives, fulfilling destinies on the foundation of God's word.